everyone. Welcome back to the Period Chats podcast. Today, for the first time ever, we have sisters on the podcast, which I just feel like is going to be really fun for the whole energy of our conversation. We're going to be talking about a subject we talk about a lot, but balancing health, wellness, life, fun. Nobody is perfect. You do not need a hundred step morning routine, no matter how many times I talk about mine. Today is going to be all about diving into having fun, being well, because I think that is a big part of being well is having fun. And we have Allie and Sarah here. They are the hosts of the Go Call Your Sister podcast. So I want to turn it over to you both and have you guys introduce yourself. Allie, if you want to go first, and then Sarah, you can tell us about yourself. Yeah, sounds great. Kate, well, thank you so much for having us on. We've been looking forward to doing this for a long time now. Um, But yeah, I'm Allie and I just moved from Nashville to LA. So I've been in a little bit of a chaotic transitional period. Um, I work in marketing and brand partnerships. And um, yeah, I host our podcast with my sister, Sarah Caroline. Um, I'm so glad that we're actually close to each other now. She's in San Diego. So I'll throw it over to her and let her do a quick intro. Yes. So I'm Sarah Caroline or Sarah or Bird, as you'll hear Allie call me um, many, many names, but I kind of respond to whatever. Um, Yeah, I live in San Diego. Like Allie said, I moved in February. I graduated from Ole Miss. We both actually went to Ole Miss and were originally from Oxford, Mississippi. And after graduating college, I traveled for two years. Basically, I lived in Hawaii and then Italy, and now I've settled in San Diego. Um, I am a pretty much full-time influencer, content creator. I also work for an eyewear company in San Diego running their marketing and every other thing in between. Allie and I love doing the podcast, um, but mainly because it helps us meet people like you, Kate, and just make these awesome connections. And yeah, we're just really excited to be here and to be chatting with you. I didn't realize you guys are both from Mississippi. Fun fact, I'm from Alabama. So oh my gosh, we have a decent amount of people that listen from like, you know, the down south area. So yeah. none of us are there now. None of us are in the south now, but <laughs> we appreciate all our listeners from the south who like to tune in. Totally. Chat what part of Alabama? Think, um, Birmingham. Oh, nice. I have a lot of friends from Birmingham. I feel like I could have like said that you were from the South because there's just like this unspoken <laughs> connection I feel to people, especially now that I'm in California. I pick up on it way more when people are from the South. Like I just like instantly more like I know you better. I and feel so like I it's kind of felt that way. I feel the same way in Austin. Like when I meet someone, I'm like, where are you from? Um, exactly. Okay. So you guys have, we've all moved somewhat recently. I mean, it's a lot. So when we're talking about health and wellness and routines, you know, Ali, you said you're living in Airbnbs right now. Let's start there. How are <laughs> you doing your health and wellness routine and your Airbnb hopping? Yeah, I know. It's so crazy because I am like your typical oldest child type A. I like structure. And I don't know, the past year, like, or not even a year, like six months have just been so anti that. I don't know if it's because I'm turning 30 this year and I'm going through like Saturn return. Wait, we're the or same that. age. That makes sense. Oh, I love it. Makes yeah. sense. I love it. I don't know if you're experiencing that too, but um, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. And I went from being in Nashville for seven years and just feeling very comfortable. And 
that was kind of the the reason why I decided it was time to go and try something new. I hadn't, you know, really done anything that scared me in a while or tried anything new. And so I just decided to full send it and moved to the opposite side of the country. And yeah, we've, um, I moved with my boyfriend and we've been doing um, an Airbnb for the past month. And we really wanted to kind of take time to figure out where we wanted to be. And so it's been a little chaotic. Like I'm sitting here, I'm still looking at suitcases that are packed. And um, yeah, and you know, before that, I've always been a very strict morning routine gal. Um, you know, I would have my 15 step routine and bird makes fun of me because I would get into a routine that was so strict and then I would end up hating it. Like I had like a 17 page journal routine in the morning. You would just... bully yourself. You would bully yourself into a routine. Like, you're <laughs> like, I have to write 15 pages. And I'm like, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> right. Like I have to answer all of these crazy prompts and like, ugh, I don't know. It was just a lot. And so I think that I'm kind of in a phase of just lightening my load a little bit and giving myself a little bit more freedom, a little bit more wiggle room. And yes, it's crazy. And every day is different. And I feel kind of scattered, but honestly, it's, it's really nice. I think that might be an oldest child thing because I am the same way. I like will bully myself into a routine. Honestly, that's like a good way of putting it. So Sarah, what's your approach? Because it obviously sounds a little different. And, you know, what's your kind of routine look like? I know you mentioned you're an anti-routine girly, which I'm excited to hear about. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 24. I definitely have, I'm a middle child, but I have like the little sister energy um, of the duo. And I have just never been super, a super big fan of routine in general. I, my life changes a lot. I'm kind of always on the go. And especially the past two years traveling so much, I was never really in one place long enough to establish a routine. So I also consider myself a very intuitive person. And I kind of try to wake up and feel what my body needs like on a day-to-day -day basis. And it was interesting. We were talking about the different um, phases of your cycle because in our podcast episode with you, but I feel like my body every single day, I wake up feeling different. And so some days I might want to do my devotional in the morning and, you know, put in my AirPods, go on a hot girl walk, make a smoothie, do things like that. But there might be another day where I'm not able to do that or I feel like I need to go do, you know, a HIIT workout or something like that. So I would say that I kind of wake up and feel it out day to day. I try to carve out time, like at least some point in the day, because I do work on social media. I'm on a screen most of the day where I go like screenless and do something to just kind of calm myself. So a lot of the time that's exercise or you know, a meditation or like reading. I won't even let myself get a Kindle because I have to like do something that's actual like paper and hold it in my hands. Um, but yeah, I'm not super strict on myself. I just kind of do what I feel like my body needs. If I want to journal, I'll do it. If I don't, I won't. And yeah. that's kind of what I do. I think that you've been very inspirational to me in that way, Bird, of just kind of like feeling into the day. And I've actually, you know, in this period of just kind of being all over the place, I've given myself a little bit more grace and, you know, like instead of waking up and doing journaling or my devotion every morning, it's like this morning, I just needed to wake up and online shop for 45 minutes. And that's what I did. And that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes you need to wake up and scroll on TikTok. I know people say like no phone. I try to do like no phone for the first like couple, you know, 10, 15 minutes of waking up to let my brain wake up. But sometimes you just need to like give yourself a, a social media scroll. 
I think giving yourself the permission to listen to yourself. I feel like for so long, we're just told, you know, especially like it starts with like, wake up, go to school, sit there for eight hours, like do what you're told. And then you kind of get into adulthood and you're like, wait, I'm in charge of myself. What am I supposed to do Mm -hmm. now? Like it can be a little overwhelming. So I think it's great to like tune in. Do you guys have any tips for listening to yourself? Because I find on the podcast, this comes up a lot. Just the like tuning in and listening to ourselves. It sounds like, you know, it's not as intuitive for me. Like I'm very like oldest child type A, get it done. Like it doesn't matter if I'm tired and listening to myself and like creating stillness and silence has been probably one of the biggest challenges I have. So I'm interested to see if you guys have any tips around that or anything that you just do to create that time for yourself. Yeah, I can speak to that because I feel like I've been on a journey of really learning how to tap in and listen to myself instead of listening to the shoulds or have tos. And I think the biggest thing for me is getting really quiet and it doesn't always have to be still, you know, sometimes I think the best when I'm on a walk or moving. Um, But the thing I've found is that it really is a practice. You really have to kind of start really small and then it grows and that voice gets louder and louder. So, you know, maybe it's starting with how do I want to start my day or what kind of workout do I want to do? And then eventually like me, it becomes, oh, I need to end this relationship or, oh, I need to move across the country or, oh, I need to make this career pivot. So, you know, it gets louder and louder the more you practice it. And just like anything, like you can get better at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Someone told me this the other day, which I thought was so sweet, but they said, you're your first and last friend that you'll ever have. And so it's so important to tune into that voice. And I'm a very intuitive person. My family, we kind of joke about it. I think I am a little bit like witchy. Like I would dream about things that come true. And I always love have that. had these, right. I, we're super into the woo over here. And I've always had these really, really strong gut feelings. So I've started to try to like channel that more when it comes to decision-making, because if it's a big decision, I'll feel really strongly one way or the other, but just little day-to-day things like waking up and what should I do with my morning? And so I just try to do things kind of like Allie said, like make that stillness time and listen to what my body's trying to tell me. And um, it's different every day. Some days I feel like I tap into it a lot easier than others, but for me, it's a lot of like prayer Um, I'm a very religious person, like worship music, I feel like always helps me kind of tap into that a little bit more. I'm not a journaler. So like if I journal, I just get annoyed. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm I'm mad. I don't want to do this. But, um, a lot of the time, like Ali said, kind of moving, listening to music, doing things that makes me feel inspired is when I feel like I hear myself better, but it can be hard, especially if you're not someone who practices it for someone to say like, tap into your intuition. And someone's like, um, okay, like how? So hopefully that helps a little. No, I, I think, think you good. know, the opposite, the opposite of bird, I am a big journaler. And so I used to do these like insane, like very structured journal entries, but now it's like giving myself the space and the freedom just to like write down whatever comes through. And like, if I'm struggling with the decision, I'll just start writing and I'll usually come to an answer that way. It's so interesting to me how everyone like processes so differently too. Like, I think that's something else like we're not taught because I would say like, I have to find, like, I do have to create complete stillness. It's really interesting because I'm, I keep my body moving all day long. And I found I'm reading this book. It's called the karma of success. I need to send it to you guys. It's just like the best book, but it's about listening to your inner genius. 
and your higher hunches and like how actually, you know, like you always know, it's just like, do you listen? And she talks about like creating stillness. So I literally go on my back porch and I have this little couch and I like lay on it and I create like complete stillness. But then sometimes I fall asleep. So my neighbors probably think I'm insane, but (laughs) I have to be totally still. So it's interesting. So like we've got some journaling, some movement, some quiet time, some stillness. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now everyone listening has a lot of ideas. A lot of different ways. Right. It's so crazy how you hear yourself in different ways. Because for example, yesterday I was doing an F45 class and they're blasting, you know, like basically all-star cheer mixes and it's so loud and it's just like go, go, go around the room. And I had this, I had been kind of like thinking about something that we were putting in a podcast and I didn't know if I felt good about it or not, if I wanted to like put that out there or not. And it was so crazy because in the middle of this super chaotic workout, I had this thought like, I don't want to, I actually don't want to do it. And it just came to me in like such a crazy time. So it's weird when you tap into that. Sometimes it's complete stillness, like you said, and sometimes it's chaotic on the go movement. I just think it's different for everyone. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And like listening to that, because I don't know about you guys, but how many times have you had that thought and then not listen to it? How has it mm-hmm. gone if you didn't listen? I'm curious, yeah, like, has totally. that happened to you guys? Well, I think it's, So it's been so interesting this year. So when I turned, when I turned 29, I said that this was my year of trust and that was my word for the year. I tried to pick a word and I had no idea what I was in for when I chose that word, because this has been the year where I've really had to trust what my intuition was saying. And sometimes that meant jumping out when I didn't know what was going to catch me. Um, And, you know, there have been times where I've pushed it down, pushed it down, pushed it down. And then I always end up coming back to the same thing and I wish I would have acted on it earlier. And so I'm trying to, you know, really start acting on things as soon as I hear them. And I think once you start listening to that voice inside, inside of you, you get really familiar with what it sounds like. And you start, I mean, it's like any relationship or friendship, you start to know that voice even better. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, the more, the more you jump and get used to that, the more you can trust it and the bigger changes you'll see. I mean, I think it goes back to what Sarah said. We're our first and last friend. Like we know, like, you know, you intuitively know what's right for you. Like, you know, and it is hard because I think that I turned 29 in April. And so I think, I don't know what it is about this year of like 29, Sarah, get ready. Like it's really hard year. (laughs) It's to me, it's a really hard year because it's so much of, you're kind of a grown up now, I guess. Like we're grown ups, right? I mean, I don't feel like it, but we are. But then it also just feels like this has also been my year. I'm listening to my gut. I'm not mm-hmm. going to put down my intuition anymore because I've wasted so much time doing that. And so yeah. maybe it is part of our Saturn return. Maybe that's what it is. I think it is. Some- and I think it's such a pivotal year too, because you start to realize like you don't have all the time in the world, you know, like you're turning 30, like you're getting older. It's like, is this the life that you want to live? Or is it the life that your parents wanted you to live or that your friends wanted you to live? And you really start to face that like head on. Yeah. Like, what do I want? I mean, I think we're always facing that. I think, but I, for some reason this year, I am like halfway through my 29th year and it feels, it feels like that. Yeah. Something that I've had to work on a lot is I'm a people pleaser, like a hundred percent. And I, that's always been a flaw for me because it makes it where a lot of the times I'll have that feeling 
but I'll push it down because I don't want to like, you know, upset someone or I feel like pressured into doing something. And the more, like Ali said, I've kind of listened to that and been like, okay, yes, I care what other people think, but I need to care about what I feel and think the most. That intuitive voice starts speaking louder and louder and louder, the more that you say, okay, I'm going to listen to this. So it can be as small for me as like going out on a weekend. Like if my body's saying no, like you don't need to go out or, you know, I don't feel like doing this. I need to stay home. I feel like after the fact, I always think, oh my gosh, that's crazy that I heard that. And I listened because now I feel so much more in tune and it is, it is wild. It is. And I think it goes back to, and this is really interesting. So like being a people pleaser and like not listening to intuition, they impact health and wellness because that I think it's a really underrated part of our health and wellness is again, our bodies know best. And, you know, when you're just living life for everybody else and you're not making decisions for yourself and your body, it can really cause a spiral. So how do you guys balance that with saying yes and saying no? I think that that's something that can be hard. Absolutely. Um, I think like, for example, someone told me this other day or couple months ago the other day, um, that our bodies will start to tell us what we need to do before we even have it made up in our mind. And I've actually experienced that recently. I was in a relationship that I like knew I didn't need to be in, but I was kind of in denial about denial about anxiety for no reason. I had no like underlying reason, you know, everything else in my life is pretty calm except for this. And I feel like my body was telling me what I needed to do before my mind had been made up. So that's one thing that I, that I try to tune into. And I think has been crazy for me is how my body responds before my mind does. So now I try to tune more into how I feel. So like if something gave me that kind of gut feeling of like anxious or, you know, being nervous about it, I really listen because usually it helps me figure out if it's a yes or no a lot faster. I totally agree. I think for, I think for, sorry, can you guys hear the lawn mower that's going on. Okay, great. It's very loud. So I just wanted to make sure. Um, I think for me, it's been realizing that just because I can do it doesn't mean I should do it. Um, because, you know, I'm an achiever type three on the Enneagram. Like I want to do it all. And most of the time I can do it all. You know, it's like, I can take this on and I can do it really well, but that doesn't mean I should. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been so freeing just to be like, you know what? I could take on this project, but I'm going to protect my energy by saying no. And that's, you know, the journey that I've been on with learning how to say no. It's like, is this going to feed me or deplete me? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting. I've been really working on that. And I've been a type three Enneagram for as long as I can remember. I retook the test. I was always a three and it's like a seven was like a close second, like the adventure. I retook the test recently in my seven one. So I think it's interesting about tuning in, listening, like what we're taught versus what's really under the surface. Cause my seven and my three were always really close for anyone listening. You can take the Enneagram test online. I can link one of them in the show notes. It's just another type of personality test. I'm, I love them. So I do think it's interesting, like tuning in, listening. Wow. This episode really was not initially what we had planned, but I love this so much more. (laughs) Literally so much more. I wonder if you feel this way because we talk about this a lot, um, especially when we have people from the South on like come together. But growing up in the South, 
it's another thing like culturally to learn how to like never say no. Like, okay, you have mm-hmm. to do it. Like people expect you to do this. Like you need to be kind, you need to be hospitable. And like Ali said, like, could we do it most of the time? hundred percent. But do we need to do everything? No, especially if it's not fueling us. Like we've watched people in our lives break their back for other people. It ends up just leaving them like empty or a wreck. And that's something that I'm like not interested in. And that's prioritizing your your inner voice more. I second that so much. Like, oh, what will people say? Or like, you just need to be nice and like suck it up. And it's like, no, if someone's not treating you well, or again, it, even if it's just depleting you, like even if it's just not like giving you energy, like you can say no. No is no. Absolutely. No is a full sentence. Isn't that? I think that's like a famous quote. Like no is a full sentence. I just yeah, told I think- my our brother that. I was like, when? No is a full sentence. I just read that the other day. <laughs> And I think giving yourself, think of it as a gift, like, okay, self, I'm giving you the gift of saying no, and you're going to, you're going to love it. You're going to feel, feel so much better by not taking on all of these unnecessary things that really don't give you anything. Right. And being a people pleaser, like I always thought I did it because I loved other people. And I was like, I'm not loving myself. Like I'm giving so much love and effort to other people, but I'm not giving myself anything. At the end of the day, I'm getting in bed and I feel like depleted. I'm exhausted. I'm in a bad mood. And I feel like if there's anyone that you're going to love, you should love the most. It should be yourself because you have to be with yourself all the time at the end of the day. Yes. I think that's a perfect place to stop because that is like the moral of this episode is like, you are your first and last best friend. I think that's going to be the theme of this episode. And your intuition knows and your health and wellness is tied to your ability to like tap in, tune in and really do what's best for you. Well, Ali and Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a fun episode. We're going to definitely link the episode we did on your podcast so everybody can go listen to you guys because you do a lot of fun sister chats. It's very like, feels like you're like FaceTiming with your friend, like listening in. So thank you. We'll link that. But where can everyone else find you besides your podcast? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Allie Bridgers. Um, You'll see the spelling in the show notes, I guess. Um, And yeah, I actually, I'm, (laughs) Bird makes fun of me because I am not a TikToker, but I am stepping a foot into the world of TikTok. I started a TikTok called Allie and Callie, and I am documenting my adventures now that I've moved. Um, I've been a little slacker. I've been a little slacking on it lately, but I'm going to step it up and continue to do that. Yay. Yes, I'm very, very proud. (laughs) Very proud. Um, Yeah. So my Instagram and TikTok is Sarkar underscore S-A-R-C-A-R underscore. And um, you can also find our podcast Instagram at Go Call Your Sister. We have weekly episodes every Tuesday. And that's basically where we are on social media. Yay. And if you guys like this episode or think that any of your friends are learning to tap in and tune in, make sure to share it with them so that lots of other people can learn about hormones and hang out and be part of our community. So thank you guys for listening.